Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. Good morning, church. How y'all doing? I get to bring the word of God to you today and I'm honoured and privileged that I actually get to bring the word of God to you. We've had incredible preachers and speakers up to this point and now it's my turn. Now I get to bring the word of God and it is such a privilege when you know that you've heard from God that you get the opportunity to share it. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to share the word of God with you this morning. This is our seventh week of Church Online. This is our sixth week of lockdown. How are you doing? How are you getting through it? Keeping going? Thank you to all you workers who are on the front line, who are serving us, who are taking care of people. Thank you for all that you're doing and we constantly pray over you that God protects your health, that God keeps you safe wherever you are, whatever you're doing. We really do. Thank you for your hard work. So we'd like to get into the Word of God this morning. Um, now this whole virus thing, I've heard some people say that they, they think it's, it's, it's a move of God. I, I have to say, I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't think that God sent this virus on us, but I do believe that God is using this season as an opportunity to prepare our hearts in lockdown to strengthen us for what is to come. Why? Because I truly believe that everything that can be shaken is being shaken, and I know that God has got great things ahead of us. I believe that we're going to see a move of God like we have never seen a move of God ever before in our nation and there's a reason for this whole virus or this whole lockdown and I believe that we can use this opportunity to have the presence of God in our homes during this lockdown. The last couple of weeks I have looked at some people who have um, in the Bible who have had their own personal lockdowns and what God brought out of the lockdown that they went through. We looked at Jesus, how in his lockdown in the desert, he was in lockdown for 40 days in the desert. And he went there with a purpose. And that purpose was that God was getting ready to prepare him. His, his heavenly father was preparing him, strengthening him to launch him into his ministry. But in that lockdown, the enemy taunted him, the enemy teased him, the enemy tried to get him to worship wrong things, to to basically to do ministry out with God's timing and season for him. And I believe that the enemy has uh, stepped up his game on many of you in the lockdown, in your mind, in anxieties. Just there's so many, I've had many connections from, from quite a few of you to say what you've been going through. And believe me, the, we are praying for you because we believe that God has got a purpose for all that's going on, for what the enemy is trying to bring to you as destruction. God will turn it around for his good. Hold on, keep going, because God has got a plan and a purpose for your life. I truly know it and believe it. As a church, or should I say, Jesus before he went into the desert actually was on a spiritual high. He, he had just been baptised. And you know, as a church, before we went into this lockdown, we, we, we were on a spiritual high. We had two locations go. We were seeing people getting saved. We were seeing people being miraculously healed. 
we were seeing our small groups going well, the community fridge, all these, all the community activities were doing really well. But you know what, just because lockdown has happened, doesn't mean to say all that has stopped. In fact, I would say things have got stronger. Do you want me to tell you why? We have reached more people with church online than what we normally read with church on a Sunday. Our small groups have grown. There's been more people coming in, connecting and joining our small groups. The, the community fridge is actually um, feeding more people than it ever has before. We have received governmental favour on our church, which is something that we want to tell you about in, in future weeks. We have actually seen our vision being expanded more than what it ever was before. And you know, in our homes, you have probably prayed more, worshipped more, gathered more than what you ever did previously. And Jesus, in his lockdown, had the enemy nipping at his heels. So can anybody relate to that where you feel like I've got the enemy just nipping at my heels, trying to tease me, trying to taunt me, trying to distract me, trying to get me into wrong things, to worship wrong things. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Or sorry, that's exactly what the enemy did to Jesus. But Jesus knew how to deal with it. He stood on the word of God. He knew what scripture said. And he would say when the enemy was trying to tease him, he'd say, nah, nah, nah. That's not what the that's not true. That's not what the word of God says. Because he knew the word of God, he was not going to be distracted by the lies. Remember this: the enemy is a big fat liar. A big fat liar. You see, Jesus saw the bigger picture than what was going on in front of him. His lack, his place of being stuck. He knew that God had a greater plan from where he was at at this time. God had a plan for his future. You see. We need to get our eyes on the bigger picture because God's purpose for the here and now is to prepare you and me for what is coming next. Beware the devil will always do what he can to trap you in lockdown, whether it be in depression, whether it be in anxiety, whether it be in tensions in your home, whether it be worry for your future. You see, God, the enemy knows what our weakness is and he will try to catch us off guard and trap us in our weakness. Now he knows Jesus was hungry. He knew that Jesus could turn um, uh, bread five loaves of bread to feed 5,000 people. And he was like, go turn that bit of stone into bread if that's what you want. You see, the enemy will always know what's in our future and will bring it into our here and now and try to get us to, to act out with his, God's timing for our lives. You see, we may be stuck at home. The, the economy may be going down. We may be stuck in places that we don't want to be stuck in, but we need to see the purpose as to why we are at where we're at in the here and now. And we need to do what Jesus did. And this is what Jesus did, was he tapped into God's power and he used his devil-defeating tool, which was to stand on the truth, which is the word of God. We need to get into the word of God. The word of God says that his favour is all over you. The word of God says that unexpected blessings are coming your way. The word of God says that goodness and mercy follows you every day of your life. The word of God says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The word of God says that we are not to be anxious. Oh my goodness, how easy is it to be anxious? But the word of God says, give thanks. Don't be anxious, but give thanks in all these things to present our request to God and he will give his peace on our hearts, on our minds. And that's exactly 
what we need at this time. The Word of God also says there's hey Fiona, there's a great big smacking big open door right in front of you that has got huge amount of opportunities for effective work for you to do. That's what the truth of the Word of God says. We also let me take you to the scripture is because Jesus after he'd been through his lockdown this is what it said about him in Hebrews 4 verse 14 and I'm reading from the message version it says now we know what we have Jesus this great high priest with ready access to God let's let's not let it slip let's sorry let's not let it slip through our fingers we don't have a priest that's out of touch with our reality you, you don't have a priest that's out of touch with where you are at in your lockdown. He's been through weakness and testing and he's experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy and accept the help. Take the mercy and accept a couple of weeks ago um, I mentioned the guy whose name I actually struggled to pronounce which is Mr. O oh, I keep going I get to get to his point every time Obedidum I call him Omeg goodness Obedidum Mr. Obed if we could just call him Mr. Obed that would really make my life easy but during Mr. Obed's lockdown he housed the presence of God for three months and I do believe that three months is significant I really do he housed a God that, that he housed the presence of God in his home for three months and it made a huge difference to his life to his family's life and also into the direction that God took him into you see the background to this story was Saul who was king he actually didn't give a jot about the presence of God in fact when the Philistines came in and they stole the Ark of the Covenant. Saul did not go out to seek the Ark of the Covenant back. He actually was, his attitude was, as you were boys, carry on, doesn't really matter, doesn't make a jot of difference. He allowed the priests in the temple to carry on going through the motions of what they were doing, but they never had the presence of God in the midst of their temple. That would be like us doing church. We would have the songs, we would have the scripture, we would have, we would chat to one another, but if the presence of God isn't there, that's not church. That'd be like me going to a wedding and there not being any bridal couple. Or, or, or me going to my buddy's house and, you know, I, ch I chatted away to her. I, I ate her food. I, I, I poured out my woes. I, I put some money in the biscuit tin and went, see you next week then. But she wasn't actually there. We need to know we connect with the presence of God. This is key, really is. It took the next king, who was David. Now David knew what it was to be in the presence of God. Just look at the book of Psalms. It was full of David pouring out his, his woes to God, dancing in front of his heavenly father. It was full of David seeking out the presence of God. He knew what it was to be in the presence of God and he kept it precious to him. And so David, he, he got all his guys together and he said, we're going to go and we're going to get the Ark of the Covenant. And we're going to bring it back into the city of David, into Jerusalem. And he put it on a cart. And he got his guys ready to celebrate. And on the way back from where it was, because... 
they, they treated the, the presence of God so casually because they didn't follow protocol as to how the Ark of the Covenant should have been carried. They actually killed a man on the way back to the city of David. So David took restock and he said the Ark of the Covenant was to go and stay in Obed-Dedom's house for three months until he gathered his thoughts and he knew how to get the Ark of the Covenant back. And this is what the Word of God says about what happened when it stayed in the house of Obed-Edom's. In 2 Samuel 6 verse 11 it says the Lord has blessed. Another, another version says the Lord prospered. The Lord has prospered, the Lord has blessed the family of Obed-Edom and everything he owns because of the Ark of God. Do you know he got to house the presence of God in his home and it made a huge difference. It said it brought, it prospered him, it blessed him. The scripture before talks about how it blessed his whole family, his whole household was blessed because he housed the presence of God. So King David, when he worked out the protocols to how to bring the ark back, which was to be um, on poles and it had to be carried only by the priests, when they brought back this um, brought back the Ark of the Covenant into the city of David. They were all dancing. They were all, in fact, David didn't wear his royal, royal robes. He took off his royal robes and he was dancing and he was bringing it back in. Why? Because he was so delighted to be back in with the presence of God again, the presence of God being in his life again. But the previous king, Saul, his daughter, Michael, saw them coming and David being undignified in her eyes, dancing before the Lord. And do you know what scripture says? That she despised him, bringing in the presence of God. And I believe that that woman was jealous of David. A, that he was king. B, that he was bringing in the, the presence of God. And she told him, basically she said, you've just made a fool of yourself. You wouldn't catch my father doing such a thing. He would have been wearing his robes. He would have been wearing his kingly, pros, um, kingly robes. And you know, pride rose up within her. That's not the way things should be done. That's not the way things used to be. And you know what? She obviously thought that what he was doing was completely undignified and that you'd never catch her or her father dancing before God in such a way. And you know, this is what 2 Samuel said about Michael. 2 Samuel 6, 23, it says, And Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. Do you know what all this said to me? Is we can't put new wine into old wine skin. There are things that are going to be done differently in church. It's going to, we're going to gather together differently. Things are moving on. Things, the presence of God is with us, but God has got a new thing for us. Don't expect church to look the same, to be the same, because when God brings new things to us, we don't want to do things the way we used to always do them. God is bringing new things to us. Don't despise doing things differently. Another thing is, is don't despise people who want to rejoice and celebrate in the presence of God. Joe, you know, it's a good thing. You, here's the thing. In this lockdown, can, can I actually make a confession here? I only ever wash my hair when I'm actually doing filming. During the rest of the week, I'm dressed like a ticket and I never wash my hair. I'm quite sure most of you can relate to this. But you know, I still want to worship God. I still want to be in his presence. Just because we're not dressed right doesn't mean to say we can't worship God. Don't despise being in God's presence. You can dress as you like. Don't, don't rebuke other people as to the way they're worshipping God too because we all worship differently. Don't despise the presence of God and don't try to contain things the way we used to do things. 
But he, here's a good point. Here's what got to me. When they went to remove the Ark of the Covenant from Obed-Edom's house, he, he, he wasn't going to let the presence of God go without him following it. He packed up his family. He, he said, guys, we're going to go. Wherever the presence of God is going, we're going to. Why? Because he had tasted what it was like to be in the presence of God and he wasn't going to let it go. Mr. Obed-Edom actually became a caretaker, he became a worship leader and he became a doorkeeper in the temple. And when I got that from 1 Chronicles 15. You see, now that we have hosted the presence of God, don't lose the presence of God. You may have felt the presence of God when you were in church, but you can equally feel the presence of God in your home. You see, in this lockdown, we have the chance to host the presence of God like we have never hosted it before. We don't have to go to church to worship to feel his presence. We don't need to be gathering with other people to pray to feel his presence. We, we, we have a once in a lifetime opportunity in this lockdown to host the presence of God like we have never hosted it before. And let's not waste this opportunity. Obed-Edom's whole family was blessed. His life prospered because of the presence of God in his home. Do you know, after David brought back the Ark of the Covenant, the prophet Nathan then spoke to David. Remember, prophets always precede a great move of God. The prophets always precede a great move of God. In 2 Samuel 7, it says this, the Ark of God dwells within the tent curtains. And Nathan said to the king, that this is key, please hear this. Go do everything that is in your heart for the Lord is with you. Go do everything that is in your heart for the Lord is with you. Watch this now. Once you have done everything, you can to house the presence of God in your home, in your life. Once we've put God first, to put it into New Testament context, once we seek first the kingdom of God, then all these other things will be added to you. Everything that God gives to us to do, God is saying, go do it. Everything God's put on your heart to do, go do it. Father, he is with you. That's what this scripture says. It's an incredible scripture. 2 Samuel 7 verse 2. This is what the word of the Lord is saying to us as a church. Now, I have to say, I don't think I have heard from God any stronger than I have in recent weeks, any clearer than I have in recent weeks. To feel the presence of God has been so strong within my home. Now, I'm not saying that I'm any better than any of the rest of you, that I'm holier than now. Absolutely not. I've just making a choice, God, because God gave me this word right at the very start of this lockdown. Fiona, how's the presence of God in your home? And I've made that choice. It's not always been easy to do it. Sometimes you're all living on top of one another and you've still got, we've still got lots of work to do, but I have made a choice. I am going to guard the presence of God in my home. And I've done that by making sure I'm praying, I, I, I'm, I'm seeking him, I'm, I've got worship music on a lot of the time, in fact it's blaring through my house. You don't have to have it blaring through your house. 
but make it a choice that you will do what you can to get the presence of God in your home. During this time of lockdown, get hold of your devil-defeating tools like Jesus did. Get hold of the Word of God. Do what you can to know what his truth says. How's the presence of God in your home? Because you will see the blessing of God on your family, on everything that's to do with your home life. And thirdly, go do everything that's on your heart because he is right here with you right now because he is with you. Don't be put off by the Michaels of this world. Of this world. And I, I apologise if your name is Michael. What I mean by that is don't be put off by King Saul's daughter who despised the worship that was going on, who despised the presence of God being brought into her city. Don't be put off by the Michaels of this world because there's always going to be the Michaels of this world who want to pull you down, who want to contain you. Don't be contained because this is a new day. This is a new season. I want us to pray. Father, I thank you, God, that you have given us the opportunity to house the presence of God in our lives. Father, I pray, oh God, that your people, your children, would know the presence of God stronger in their home than they have ever felt it before. Father, give them spiritual ears that hear the voice of God speak clearer than ever before. And Father, where the enemy will bring in temptation, will play on their weak spots, try to pull them into wrong things. I thank you, God, that you're our guard and you're our protector. And Lord, you give us the word of God to stand on and know the truth of what you say about us. And Father, I also pray, oh God, that we would know where the enemy is speaking tosh to us, but we will also know that we are able to be prepared and to be strengthened. Why? Because we come into the presence of God, because we have the presence of God in our lives. And Father, may we know and do everything that's on our hearts to do. May we do it because we know, God, that you are with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.